Hello, Bridgetown, and those of you joining us online, my name is Bethany Allen, and this is the Bridgetown Daily for Thursday, February 25th. This week, I felt a bit of hope for what lies ahead as the church, as a city, and really for the world. I've been reading a few reports with stats about where COVID is at and how it's declining in lots of ways. I even got out of the city this weekend and I saw people out and about soaking up the sun and I ate at a restaurant on a patio and for the first time in a long time, it felt normal. Now, while I certainly know there are no givens in the current state of our world, I found myself in the midst of all the feelings of normalcy, dreaming again. Not necessarily for big things, as much as I was dreaming really for the little things. Hugging friends, seeing faces, eating a meal together, and gathering again as a church family on Sundays. We've talked a lot over the last year about who we will be once life goes back to whatever the new normal is. And while there's so much to look forward to, there's also a bit of a temptation, at least in my own recent experience, to move quickly past some of the things we've learned and committed to in light of this year, all in the name of moving forward. Now, I don't know where we're at in the timeline of life resuming, but I do know that there is, at least for me, a need to keep taking inventory of who I am and what it means to walk this earth in this particular moment in time, to recenter myself again and again on what Jesus is up to and after in my life, and to remember that what he has done in me in this past season is very much a part of that. And so this week, I found myself in Psalm 139 a passage of scripture that throughout my life has served as an anchor, a place of security when the skewed perceptions of myself, particularly in this world, came full force. It's a text that is a pillar for me when I forget what I'm doing or when I get lost in the temptation to only live for myself or to follow where the world is leading. And I love it because in the text, I'm always reminded of a few key, very simple truths that have the power to draw me back into God's rhythm, to His dream and really best for my life. Now, the first thing that I'm reminded of in this text is that God is personal. At the beginning of it, David says this to God. He says, you know me, a phrase that's power is often lost on us. In the Hebrew, the word know is this concept of full knowledge, not a one-dimensional, polite, relational knowledge, but a personal knowledge. Every detail, every thought, every desire and disposition, he knows. There's this imagery all throughout this text of God's divine involvement in our lives. Even the things we miss, the sitting up and laying down, He pays attention to those things. David reminds us that God relates to us individually, that there's not a formula he follows, but people that he loves. He's not just a God that created everything. He created us. He's not just everywhere, but he is everywhere with us. And that truth has the power to change both how I see myself and the world around me. 
Next, in this text, I'm reminded that God is present. Now, when we think present, most of us think just a call away. But the truth is, this text implies that it's something much different than that. That God's presence is actually expansive, even beyond our knowledge of it. That His nearness reaches to the darkest and hardest of places, to the sheols of our lives, and at the same time is able to reach to the greatest moments of both beauty and light. God's presence reassures us that we are never alone. And that, for me, has been a force of hope and the birthplace of greater trust. Now, finally, in our text, we see that God is forming us. We're told that we're formed fearfully and wonderfully. But we also see that God is forming us still. Now, the words fearfully and wonderfully here could be translated inspired and distinguishably complex. I love the unapologetic notion of that. We are complex, and yet from our complexity can come growth and inspiration. There's a mystery about us, even to our own selves, but not to the one who formed us, the one who saw our unformed substance, the one who saw what others could not. And it's to Him we are to yield, only to find that He is forming us still. The truth from this text that God is personal, that He is present, and that He is still forming me has invited me, in this season in particular, again and again, to a deeper place of surrender and trust. And it's through that experience that I have been realigned that the wanderings of my heart have kind of come back into alignment with Him, that I've been slowed down and even given space to not just dream, but to dream with God, to allow what He has planted in me, particularly in this past season, to settle a bit further so that as I move forward, I can do so with Him. Now, to end our time, I simply want to do with you a meditative exercise from Psalm 139. I think these words have a lot more to say than I could ever say. So I'm going to read the text in sections. And at the end of each section, I'm going to invite you to breathe in and to breathe out. Now, in this moment, the hope is that you'll be filled by these words, but also washed by them. Now, I'll read through each section over and over until the end. And my hope is that as you hear these words read over you today, that they will sink deep and will produce in you new life and new inspiration and new joy and new dreaming for the days ahead. Psalm 139, a Psalm of David. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Breathe in and be filled. Breathe out and be washed. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. 
you hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Breathe in and be filled. Breathe out and be washed. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Breathe in and be filled. Breathe out and be washed. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Breathe in and be filled. Breathe out and be washed. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Breathe in and be filled. Breathe out and be washed. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Breathe in and be filled. Breathe out and be washed. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Breathe in and be filled. Breathe out and be washed. If only you, God, would slay the wicked, Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have counted nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Breathe in and be filled. Breathe out and be washed. Mm -hmm.